the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Uh, You're not going to be wrong today because you're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, even exit their businesses for more profit. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street on the fifth floor, located in San Jose, downtown San Jose. Or you can reach us on the web at blackchamber.com. I'm going to bring on a good friend of mine, and this is so apropos in that we were having a hard time logging into Facebook, so we believe some issues are happening we want to talk cybersecurity with a good friend of mine, Mr. Brian Arlenis. How you doing, Brian? Great, Carl. It's great to be on today. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, I wasn't really joking about the cybersecurity stuff. I mean, I, I was blessed to attend something that you did, and we're going to talk about that. And that is such an issue, not only with you know, what had happened in the presidential election, uh, I don't want to dive right into it, Brian. People probably want to know, who is Brian Arlenis? Okay, let's start right there, Brian. Well, uh, you know, so I'm CEO and founder of IT Source Tech. Uh, we're a cybersecurity company focused on both data security and uh, the whole compliance frameworks that go around, um, you know, making sure companies and uh, the, the data that they have is, uh, is in compliance with regulatory and other uh, frameworks. Well, Brian, I know that you're um, uh, such an accomplished professional. I've been in your office, and I've seen so many awards. Uh, What was some of the things that you've done, Brian, that other people may be able to find out who you are and more about your company? Uh, Well, now you're trying to embarrass me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a humble guy. No. you know, we, we've we've won a lot of gotten a lot of recognition throughout the uh, uh, industry, uh, both as being the top uh, 2017 top minority cybersecurity company of the year, um, as well as winning uh, top 25 GRC technology providers and probably about 20 other awards over the last uh, uh, five five to seven years. So it's it's been uh, it's been fun. Uh, we we hope um, you know some of the country's largest uh, financial institutions, actually world's largest financial institutions, healthcare providers, um, travel industry, uh, you know, largest global leaders in that space. Um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Never a dull moment uh, being <laughs> cybersecurity and ever-changing landscape of uh, nation-state attacks and all that fun stuff. So, um, 
it's it's always different every day we walk in. <laughs> hey, why, why don't you give our listeners like a, a view because people hear the word cybersecurity and, and and really sometimes Brian they don't have a context of it. So why don't you take a second and, and take your time and kind of like give us a, a view of it, even if a thirty thousand foot view down to maybe some other stuff. Yeah. So cybersecurity or information security, um, you know, they're they're slightly different but kind of the same. Um, and really, the focus is, um, you know, anything. Think of think of the digital world these days. Um, you're connected through your phone, through your laptop, you know, all these different devices. Now uh, you've got, you know, your thermostat even connecting through uh, the internet. So anything that's got an IP address, um, you know, is now something that can be uh, used um, and or attacked, uh, you know, to to get to your data or to compromise your systems or to launch attacks on, on you know, other networks. So um, as we've seen in the past with uh, um, other attacks that have happened throughout the, the, the country and globally, um, now Internet of Things is a very big uh, concern. And so, you know, it's really about how do you protect uh, the devices, the data, um, really these critical assets. Um, and in healthcare, as, as you can imagine, it, it's rapidly expanding conversation as well um, as people have, uh, you know, different monitors and whatnot that are hooked up through their smartphones now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if somebody gets uh, gets into your smartphone, they could actually compromise your, potentially your pacemaker, or, um, you know, they get into a hospital network and they could be uh, changing medications that are being uh, delivered to patients. So it's uh, a hot, hot topic as far as how, how do you protect uh, all of the data and the systems that are, you know, on the, on the network and providing those services to uh, customers. Yeah, you know what, Brian, I don't think people uh, realize the magnitude of what you just said because medical things or everybody's leaning toward more technology and you use the term internet of things. And for those who don't see it a lot, the acronym, I used to always see IOT, right? What is that? Mm -hmm. Internet of things. And the fact of that these devices are now going to be connected to the internet and now being connected to the internet is great as far as the technology being able to remotely use them, get data from them. But now you have to what? Protect that. That's huge, man. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Exactly. Well, that to feel is growing so yeah. much, Brian. I mean, you know, how do you, where do you see it going? I mean, what type of, you know, vision do you see about, you know, cybersecurity? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Ever changing, and and um, you know, especially as artificial intelligence continues to advance, um, it's it's a good thing and and potentially a harmful thing. Um, you know, where our technologies that we use to protect are leveraging artificial intelligence, um, but at the same time, you also have artificial intelligence being used to try and attack systems. So. <laughs> I know that's crazy. It's like the arms race. (laughs) That's crazy. The old nuclear arms race of of decades past. Uh, It's it's switching now to to cyber. Wow, man! You know, every time you say something like that, my wife and I we're you're talking about some movies, and I think about the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Terminator. You know, mm-hmm. when I go and look at that movie now from the perspective of what I have of what you were just talking about, how AI, artificial intelligence is trying to protect us and, 
and attacking people. It, it made the decision that we were the bad people and it want to kill the humans, right? That's the whole premise, right? Right. And so right. uh, you yep. know, what do you think about that, Brian? Is that possible? <laughs> is, that, is that something we have to watch <laughs> out for in the future? Well, I, you know, you always hope that something like that wouldn't happen. But, uh, you know, it's, it, in my opinion, it is definitely possible. Um, you look at, you know, you could get in a big debate about it. But, I mean, it, it, the, the more logical uh, artificial intelligence is and starts seeing the harm that we do to, uh, you know, our environment and, and you know, our, our world, it, it, it's a, not, not that far of a stretch, in, in my opinion. And, and just looking at technology, I mean, this isn't cybersecurity related, but uh, I think it was uh, over in Saudi Arabia. They just um, just made the first uh, artificial intelligent, you know, humanoid um, uh, citizen. So really, uh, that's that was kind of breaking news. Yeah, so they they actually have a uh, kind of humanoid um, uh, robot that has artificial intelligence and wow. they, they gave it citizenship <laughs> <laughs> and they did that in saudi arabia wow i believe that's where it was wow yeah that's amazing man so here wow. we so here we're dealing with clone stuff now i don't believe that the chicken that kentucky fried chicken is all clone but I know cloning <laughs> works, and why wouldn't you use it, right? So now we got cloning, we got this humanoid thing with AI. Brian, you know, how do you and your professionals, how do you guys even plan to protect us from things like that? Well, I, you know, I think it's just all a matter of staying uh, ahead of the curve. And so as things are rapid, rapidly developing, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed uh, to have a talented team here and uh, exceptional partners uh, that, that we work with to always stay, you know, at that at that cutting edge. Um, you know, I, I won't say bleeding edge because <laughs> we we get partnered with, we, we make sure it's validated and, and um, you know, works. <laughs> so, but, you know, the, the, so you got to be right on that cutting edge, though, where it's, it's very close to bleeding edge um, approach and, you know, just trying to stay, uh, you know, with, with encryption, um, you know, that that's a big component mm-hmm. uh, that, that we're really dri- driving with a lot of our clients is mm-hmm. to encrypt their data, mm-hmm. both uh, the structured and unstructured data. So that means, you know, the structured data is the things in your, your applications and systems um, that, that uh, basically, you know, you have a row or a column or, or a cell or whatnot, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, within that application. And the unstructured data is all, all of that data, um, like, you know, uh, an Excel file or mm-hmm. a PDF or an image, um, you know, a music file. All, all of that stuff is the unstructured data. And um, it's, that's a very hard thing to protect. And when you think about uh, financial institutions, you think about healthcare providers, um, you, you think about even automotive uh, manufacturers. All that unstructured data, um, because it's in so many different file formats and, and whatnot, makes it very hard to protect. And so that, that's been one of the areas that we actually um, have seen a lot of uh, uh, push towards protecting, mm-hmm. and um, we're we're partnered with a phenomenal company called Secure Circle that uh, we actually um, are, have introduced and been successful with helping some of these uh, large organizations see as um, the next way of protecting all of that uh, unstructured data. 
you know, that's what your company does. And on the second half of this, Brian, because we're almost going to get near our break, I definitely want to talk about this international coalition of, of minority cybersecurity professionals. I definitely want to talk about that. I don't want, I don't want to talk about how minorities' roles are in cybersecurity, but I want, to, I want to just accent what you said about your company. Your company can help large firms protect their data. So how would somebody reach you, Brian? Because I want people to know that. Um, you know, they can, uh, they can call us uh, here in the office. Um, you know, we've got, uh, or they can visit us on the web. Uh, the web is www.itsourcetech.com, and that's I-T-S-O-U-R-C-E-T-E-K.com. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd be happy to, happy to help. And how about your number, Brian? Let's give that out, too, before we go to break. Or, or, yeah, or whatever number, number you want to, is, to have uh, the company number. Yeah, yeah. The, the number is toll-free. It's 866-548-4911. 491. So that's 866-548-4911? 4-9-1-1. Well, we're going to yeah. take on more of this when we come back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Brian Arlenis. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Well, Brian, I, I want to ask you, Brian, I know you're well, really well accomplished, but uh, as we talk about the connections that people have made or leveraged or used to get people where they're at, I wanted to ask you, Brian, who or what connections did you have or make or were able to use to get you where you're at today? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's been, a, a, I would say, a, there's so many people that have helped influence me uh, into getting where where we are now, um, and and where I've been able to take the company now. Um, but you know, I mean, there, there's great leaders, uh, big companies. Um, you know, some some of it I have to keep kind of confidential uh, as I think through this. But, uh, <laughs> but a lot of a lot of CIOs and CISOs uh, and even CEOs that, that I've worked with that have really influenced uh, you know where where I'm at today. Yeah, but people like Sam Washington, Walter Jones, those people you can talk about, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are people. So, uh, so Walter Jones, uh, he's our CIO here at IT Source Tech. But uh, when he was, he used to run all of the infrastructure and IT operations at uh, Wells Fargo. Mm. We had thousands of people underneath him. Um, he's definitely one of my mentors. Uh, that after he retired from Wells Fargo and got a bunch of his traveling out of the way, uh, we were able. <laughs> to uh, pull him out of retirement and bring him in here to work with us at IT Source Tech. So uh, he's he's definitely a major influence in, in my life uh, that's helped uh, help me get to where I am today. And Sam Washington is another one that was a client for many years. Um, and, uh, you know, he was an executive here at IT Source Tech for a while, and now he's a cybersecurity uh, executive consultant. Um, so he's... He's another very good uh, person that's, that's helped influence things. <laughs> whenever, whenever I hear that IT source tech, I love it. People don't know, but Brian is actually a member of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and one of our biggest and strongest supporters. So, uh, you know, we thank you for that, Brian. And speaking of that, Brian, well, I'm, you know, your influence, uh, your heart for just everyone, 
you know, we were talking earlier about minorities in, in cybersecurity. Can you kind of paint a picture of what that looks like now, Brian, and what things are happening that can change that picture? And, wh- and why is that important? Yeah, so th- thank you for bringing that up because, uh, as, as you know, you were, you were at the event. Uh, we just had our West Coast Summit uh, meeting for the International Consortium of Cybersecurity Professionals, uh, mi- Minority Cybersecurity Professionals. Um, and uh, really the, the focus is on trying uh, – that's, that's a, a nonprofit that I'm on the uh, advisory board of. And really the focus is trying to increase diversity in cybersecurity and, and the reason for – that um, not not just because it's the right thing to do, but mm-hmm. because it's actually the more diversity you have within a cybersecurity environment, the more uh, creativity and divergent thinking you're going to get. Uh, and, that, and that's a proven fact. There's some great statistics out there regarding that. Um, but the, the, the bottom line is this. If you think about it, our attackers, uh, the, all, all the bad guys out there trying to, trying to get into our corporate networks and government networks um, and, and steal data or, you know, um, do sinister things, uh, they're coming from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So if you only have one type of uh, individual in your cybersecurity environment, say it's an all-white male environment, mm-hmm. you're not going to have the type of thinking mm-hmm. to mirror mm-hmm. what those attackers look like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got, you've got to have, uh, you know, people from all different cultures and, and thought processes um, and, and also have women involved in that because mm-hmm. we all have different lens that we see the world through. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, more, the more perspective that we can get, the better solutions we're going to design and, and the better processes and other things that we're going to be able to do. So that's, that's been a big push. Uh, you know, it's something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Devin Bryan and uh, Larry Whiteside Jr. And, and a lot of other people, Eric Permenter, there's a lot of people that are uh, were involved um, in, in really putting together ICMCP and, uh you know, they, they brought me into it, uh, I guess it was about two or three years ago when they were getting things started. Um, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to help them whatever way I can, and just uh, about a year and a half ago joined in as an advisory board member. Um, and really we're, we're trying to do whatever we can to help large corporations and government uh, really understand the impact uh, that, that it can make. And I think most people do know uh, at this point, Carl, mm-hmm. that diversity is something you need in cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really how do we get that uh, workforce? How, how do we get the talent? Mm. Uh, because in technology in general, there's not enough uh, diversity. There's not enough minorities with the right training and or um, as a part of the industry. And so we're, we're trying to help people understand that they can make a mid, mid-career uh, move and, mm. and transition mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of analytical type of positions um, that people are in. Uh, it's not all just tech, tech, uh, technical, you know, zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. You've got legal professionals that, that are needed in cybersecurity. You've got compliance professionals needed. Um, you've got analysts that are needed, um, you know, and intelligence specialists. So, I mean, there's a lot of different roles out there, um, not, not just uh, coders and hackers. So um, that, that's something I think we're trying to push the message out. Um, and as well as people do have that technical background, 
um, you know, let's let's help you get the training that you need in order to move over to cybersecurity because it's it's very possible. Mm. And when you said that too, you know, what it made me think about many people think that they have to get a certain certificate to be a cybersecurity professional. Go ahead and dive in and share what somebody would really need, Brian. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of different certifications uh, that that we at ICMCP help uh, people to get. Um, and there, there's great organizations out there that actually give us scholarships uh, for our members um, to get that free training. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the benefit of being a member of ICMCP, where they can go to uh, ICMCP.org and um, register as uh, as a member. And, you know, we, we help with uh, mentors, um, whereas, you know, uh, quite a few of the people that were, were at that event mm-hmm. um, serve as mentors, and and it's really, I think, makes a big impact on, on people helping a transition. Uh, like Alex Ruiz was a, a perfect mm-hmm. uh, person to lead that. He was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he, he transitioned, and now he's a director running, you know, one of the largest groups, um, you know, for uh, Capital One, um, you know, as an information security officer uh, for that line of business. So um, that's, it's, it's all possible. Wow. So there's really hope for Carl Welsh, even though he graduated at Cal, you know, he can make a midterm pivot, a career change, and he can actually be a cybersecurity professional. Uh, I'll, I'll let them know that exactly. <laughs> because we like to, because we want, because we want to line up with you, you know, with our, our, our 360 program where we talk about recruitment and retention. That's one of the issues that we believe that, and I want to get this acronym out for everybody to get it. ICMCP. And that stands for international coalition of minority cybersecurity professionals. So ICMCP.org, you can go and get more information uh, the impact that Brian and, and the staff and those people at IC, ICMCP, are, it's, it's just amazing because I was there and it opened up my eyes. And uh, I, I, was, I was amazed at the, to learn that you didn't have to be just a, a hacker or a tech person, that cybersecurity is going to be needed by everything. And we all just talked earlier about that Internet of Things. So it's a huge feel. Um, how do you feel that... Brian, or or what can we do to get minorities more interested in cybersecurity as a profession? Well, what could we do? You know, I, I think it's just more pushing the message out that, that you know, breaking down the, the stigma and the barrier that you have to be technical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the great news is that they're very high-paying jobs, um, and there's a lot of jobs uh, that are open now. So, I mean, when you think about something that can really move the pendulum, for the uh, you know uh, different cultures that uh, make up the, the diverse community, um, you know it re- that really is. I see cybersecurity as being that way for uh, self-sustaining um, you know type of careers. Yeah, I, you said the word high-paying. <laughs> that ought to get a lot of our yep. listeners interested. <laughs> a lot of security. It's going to be a long. You'd have a long life in it. And and I want to just state something that I saw in a McKinsey study. It says that if a company is ethnic and gender, or are they are in the first quartile of being ethnic and gender diverse, the likelihoods of their profits above the average industry mean is over 35%. So what Brian is saying, it isn't just the right thing to do. 
It's about business. You will make more money being more ethnic and gender diverse. Brian, we got about a minute and a half before we wrap it up. And I want you to kind of like, you know, give us what you think are the best takeaways that we can, you know, have from something like this, what people really should know. You know, I I would say there's a lot of opportunity, and uh, especially for um, you know the minority community, but also just in general, there's a lot of lot of opportunity in cybersecurity. And um, one of the one of the key things is we need to get more involved. And so that's that's where I, I think there's a lot of room for current leaders uh, that are in technology or cybersecurity to really embrace diversity. Um, but you know, also one other key takeaway. Uh, not related to, to diversity, is, you know, really from a corporate and individual consumer perspective, we all need to take more ownership mm. of protecting our data. Yes. Mm. And, you know, that that's where, you know, I highly encourage people to have their, you know, credit being monitored and all of those types of things where um, I, I do that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been so many uh, um data breaches mm. that impact, you know, hundreds of millions of people here in the U.S. alone. And, you know, things don't happen usually for uh, two to five years after a breach. Wow. So um, right when people start feeling comfortable again that, that their data is okay, that's when the criminals start using their information and the fraud happens. So it's usually not right after a breach. Usually is you know, three to five years, two to five years afterwards. So, um, you know, protect, keep those monitoring things in place. your data, right? <laughs> well, Brian, yeah. you know, we're out of time right now, but we want to thank our guest today, Mr. Brian Arlenas of IT Source Tech. And you can hear this show again if you go to blackchamber.com and uh, look under radio and podcast. And until next week, we always tell you, stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.